All right, guys. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Office Industrial Connection Show. I'm your host, uh, yet again, Cody Payne, and I uh, got you a great guest today. Um, somebody very important in the office and industrial and you know other product type space uh, industry for uh, getting you know leasing out there and uh, you know leasing is probably the biggest key that uh, or the biggest question that we get asked all the time. And so I wanted to bring on Sheila Matusak with Coyo Space. How you doing, Sheila? I'm doing great, Cody. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no. Thanks uh, Thanks for coming uh, all the way from Chicago. <laughs> so, um, so give us a uh, quick overview of Coyo Space real quick because, you know, in the commercial real estate industry and just as we were just talking, there's not a lot of outlets, right, for right. people to, to, to broadcast their stuff on. And so, you know, everybody knows of just – the couple select major players, but with how technology has increased um, over the years, especially the past like 10 years exponentially, um, getting your lease space out there, if you're an owner and you've got a building with, you know, a good amount of vacancies, getting it out there more and more is, is more key, especially now than ever um, to capture that audience. And so give us a, an overview of Coyo Space real quick. Sure. And Coyo Space hits on a lot of things you just talked about. We are an open data community where we allow landlords and brokers to showcase their available space in a matter of seconds, and then they're matched with users in a matter of seconds. So we have a custom matching algorithm that essentially lets the user decide what attributes are important to them. So as you can imagine, what's current today is a lot of people are looking for lead certified buildings, well buildings. Uh, it's amazing because if we had had this, you know, two months ago, we would have been talking about the amenity war and everybody would have been looking for, you know, fitness rooms and yoga and bowling alleys and everything that, you know, the landlord can provide for a user. But what Coyo is doing is really, we're trying to build a community where listing agents, landlords, brokers, and tenants can come together and find what they're looking for really quickly and easily. Well, see, and I like that. And, you know, um, you had a career in brokerage and so, uh, and in corporate services. And so um, what kind of inspired you to do that is you were basically kind of doing what me and my guys here do, um, you know, uh, investment sale or, or, you know, back in the day we were doing a lot of leasing um, out here. But what kind of inspired you to get started on the Coeo side? Yes, I have been a long time commercial real estate broker and I've been on a number of different sides in terms of being a listing agent, tenant rep, and even running tech for or real estate for a tech company based out of Chicago back in the day called Divine. But what really inspired me is why I love being a broker is I've always had a passion for trying to figure out how to create a little more transparency and openness in our profession and make things a little easier. I mean, what's been amazing to me as well, lots happened in the last 10 years. It seems to me that the market is now actually ready for this and brokers are all becoming incredibly tech savvy and all they have is their time. So if we can create a tool that helps them save time, it all leads to better service and better financial results for the brokers and the landlords as well. That's very interesting. You know, do you, um, do you miss the tenant rep and the leasing side at all? Do you miss the work on the brokers? I, mean, I think it's super fun to 
see a building really and go from an idea to a fully occupied functional building. Like here in Chicago, one of the tenants I represented was called the Chicago Metropolitan Agency of Planning, and they went into a, a two and a half million square foot redevelopment called the Old Post Office in Chicago. And it's owned by 601W. And I'd done other transactions with 601W um, back on their first Chicago building. And so doing those awesome transactions with clients that you get to know and they become your friends, I mean, it's, it's hard not to miss those kind of yeah. things. And, and you meet a lot of entrepreneurs, heads of real estate. Um, you get to see things from how a corporation looks at space to how a, a, a new startup looks at space. So I actually think being a broker is really a fascinating profession because you have to be good at sales, good at analytics, good at um, market knowledge and having research. And of course you surround yourself with the right people, but you really have to be a very well-rounded person to be a successful broker. And it's rewarding. Yeah, I do miss it. No, well, and I agree with that. I mean, and, and now is more important than ever to have that knowledge base and, you know, the transactional, I was talking with somebody the other day, the transactional brokers that have had success over the past five years because of the hot, you know, wave, the hot market that, you know, uh, we've had. I mean, I think a lot of those guys will unfortunately fall, you know, on the wayside that, um, you know, really have just their interest, didn't really learn the industry, didn't really, you know, uh, get to understand everything and we're just kind of riding the transactions that were coming. But uh, I think there's a, a little change up coming. But, you know, um, I don't know if you knew, for the first 10 years of my career, I was leasing office and industrial um, mm-hmm. out here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And um, I do not miss it at all. <laughs> I'm so yeah, glad. Once you go to investment sales, I heard yeah. you don't miss leasing. I have a few. Yeah. No, not, not going back. And actually a lot of them, and so, you know, an interesting thing, a lot of the guys that work for me to do investment sales, um, one of them, I wouldn't even hire until he went and did leasing for a few years. And so he went and did that. And now he works for me. And a lot of my guys, so a lot of my guys have the leasing uh, background. And so, uh, but as right now, the most calls that, you know, as we talk to office building owners, industrial building owners, is leasing issues and the activity isn't is you know high as it once was which is understandable but look at the end of the day there's still tenants looking because there are leases expiring right absolutely and and so why should landlords and leasing agents be looking into the coeo space website and platform well Um, I think it's been sort of an interesting time for us in that so many people are now interested in virtual tours and are spending a lot of time online looking for space. So there's one good thing about a global pandemic. It's been for our business, at least as far as getting inventory on the platform, we've seen an amazing amount of inventory go on in just March and April. And um, so to me, it's more important than ever. And what we offer these landlords is an understanding of what drives traffic to their buildings. And so we're using SEO and SEM optimization tools, which just helps showcase landlords available space and listing agents available space to the world. So that's really no downside for a landlord because they're showcasing their space for no charge. And you know, the worst thing that can happen is your broker gets a, a ping with a question or a request for a tour, either virtual or live. So 
we're excited to really offer this to landlords who want their space to be seen in a more open way. And well, I don't know if anybody would want to hide their available office space or in no you don't want to it's it's not a secret that a lot of people want to keep and so i've always and that's what i've always told people is you know getting it out on as many platforms as possible um because you know as you do that you know when people search i mean google's now what everybody searches uh somebody you know somebody mentioned to me the other day do you remember ask jeeves vaguely it was like one of the original like search engines Somebody mentioned that to me the other day, and um, I don't even know if it's still around. But anyways, when people, I know when tenants look for space, if they're not using a tenant rep broker, you know, a lot of times they just Google office space in my area. And so having, you know, SEO picking up these options and having your spaces on all these options that, you know, are pinging these sites um, is, is very, very key. So what do you see, how has the, on the lease side, because I know you'll also deal in a lot of uh, co-working in the executive spaces, which uh, we deal with some of the owners and operators, but on the investment sales side, how have you seen the leasing activity been kind of, you know, start of the year, which I'm sure was good, but as the coronavirus started to hit, I mean, what, what do you see activity and, and whatnot being driven to the site and what people are looking for? Um, what's been interesting is we've seen a lot more queries for industrial space, as you can imagine, like oh, it's yeah. a, a big time for grocery and e-commerce. Um, I think what's interesting is then you have to differentiate between which industrial properties are actually good for those things. So we're in a big push right now to get more industrial properties on the platform to meet the demand that we're seeing on the site. Um, on the office standpoint, we are still seeing inquiries, which is interesting, not as much for co-working. Uh, it's almost as though people are searching for their own individual suites and wanting a little more square footage. You know, you're seeing not as much demand for bench seating and that sort of thing. And, and co-working, I think, could come back. I have a former client that's in a Tishman co-working facility called Studio, and she believes that co-working is going to really rebound and do very well because of the flexibility in the shorter term leases. But a lot of these co-working companies, the smaller ones, won't be able to survive because so many people have canceled their month-to-month -month, you know, uh, payments. So we're not seeing a lot of demand right now on the platform for co-working, but we think it will change over time. I believe so. And like I was telling you earlier, um, several of the co-working people that we talk to that are franchisees or own their own little independent you know, they've lost a lot due to the month to month, but they believe that there is such a large audience sitting and waiting and will come back that they've started heavily marketing to, you know, those people. And, it's, and, and that's mostly out here in Texas because as Texas starts to unlock more and more and people can start to get back to work, capturing that audience is going to be key because it is out there. And I believe a lot of larger companies, um, are finding new ways to work remotely and not needing, not needing as much space as they once did. And so uh, I see some of those guys looking into that model as well. But, um, you know, that's one thing that I would, you know, advise to coworking folks, um, especially out here, just from what so many of them have told us that they're really starting to push the marketing to recapture that audience that, you know, they'll pick up from, 
you know, other franchises and other locations all across DFW. hundred percent. I think as, as states reopen and Texas is obviously doing it sooner than where I'm sitting in Illinois, but I think co-working is going to have a, a bunch of demand for it because of that exact reason. Like if someone's about to sign a long-term lease and they scale back, they still need a place for a certain percentage of their population to go. And if the co-working can get the message out there that they're taking all the precautions on the PPE and the social distancing and they've reorganized their space. And these firms are incredibly flexible and cutting edge in terms of how they're going to redo their space to meet these issues. They're not just throwing everybody back into bench seating and saying, enjoy, uh, you know, they're partitioning off in between so that they have, maybe they're using every other or every third space. There's a huge run on plexiglass so that you can have glass partitions. They're creating different ways, like one-way streets essentially through your space so that there's a traffic flow pattern. Yeah. I've even seen um, Gensler came out with a new way where people will enter their space instead of a reception area, you'll have a mud room where you wash your hands, take off your shoes, hand in your electronic equipment to be sanitized. And then all of that will go into the office with you. And when you leave, whatever you take, if you don't leave it there, you'll go through that same process when you come back. So I think that co-working is probably going to be pretty quick and ready to adapt and change their space. Yeah. So it sounds like a, a TSA kind of model yeah. as you're going through the airport, going through the old, uh, uh, yeah. So very, very yeah, I remember, interesting. I don't know if you're too young for this, but back in the day when I traveled and worked at Jones Lang LaSalle, you know, I would run to the gate and the doors would close behind me. You know, you had your global services and amazingly it was. Oh yeah. Well, and, and now when you go through there, man, they're just, they're so handsy, you know, uh, very, we, yeah. Oh yeah. No, it is. It is. We call them very, they're, they're very hands-on is what we like to call it out here. Um, find a way to do all of that security screening in a frictionless hands-free way. So even that's going to be challenging. Oh yeah. No, but they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. So is, you know, you say industrials, you know, one of the more active types, which I can tell you on the investment side, I mean, industrial is like a tickle me Elmo back in 1998 at Christmas time. I mean, we listed a couple of business parks earlier this year and I mean, they, they didn't even hit the market. I mean, we just had people that, that took them off. And so that's one of the things that more and more people are looking at, but um, what do you see? So you're saying the sectors that are most active are industrial, but um, how do you see it being affected and what do you see changes coming uh, moving forward for like the general office space? So somebody that just needs, you know, like 2000 square feet of a general office or four or 5,000. I mean, do you see that, picking up at all. Um, you know, I, I think out here, construction in Dallas-Fort Worth is still uh, moving forward in a lot of areas. And so they're still looking at, you know, building more and more spec, uh, which is, you know, not so surprising to me because of our economy. You know, people don't realize how important the Texas economy is to the entire U.S. and not just oil and gas. But, you know, with all the companies that keep moving out here, especially the North Texas, um, they've, They've been filling them up. So, I mean, kind of what are you seeing moving forward uh, as this pandemic starts to allow people to go back to work and uh, people get back on their feet and, and businesses start moving again? Yeah, I, I definitely don't think downtown office is dead by any stretch of the imagination. It was interesting, given that you're in Texas, 
in Dallas and I'm here in Chicago, I heard just earlier this week that there's a company in Chicago who's headquartered here who has decided they're going to have dual headquarters and put the other one in Dallas because Dallas, yes, Dallas, um, Dallas is less reliant on public transportation. So they felt that was a really strong hedge to Chicago. And so I thought that was super interesting. I've heard Chicago companies that are downtown are now doing touchdown spaces in the suburbs. So that could help the suburban offices, you know, to have 10 to 20,000 square feet of collaboration, social distancing, high, you know, sanitized space where a team could drive to an Oak Brook, for example, or a North Brook. Um, a lot of the companies are doing that. I was talking to one of my close friends from business school who happens to be the COO and CTO of DocuSign. And, you know, they're in San Francisco. So employee morale and, and being a best place to work is key to her and to that company. And she said they won't be bringing people back until they have an outbreak plan, which I thought was super interesting. Very Not interesting. Is there the reentry plan, but until they have an answer for what they're going to do when someone who's been in the office calls and says they have COVID, they won't be bringing people back. It's almost easier not to. So you have a lot of different extremes. Like then there's a pharmaceutical company in the suburban Chicago who said they're gutting their interior space and going to 250 square feet per person, no more 80 square feet. So I think you're going to see a lot of people, a lot of the office people are really thinking through it because they've realized that their companies are pretty productive with people working at home, but they do want to bring people back for culture, collaboration. So you think you'll see like 20% coming back and then 30 and then 50, maybe even up to 80 if there's herd immunity, probably not to 100 until we get a vaccine. Yeah, and I know that uh, in our Dallas office, they're kind of starting that where it's right. a certain amount of people. But, you know, um, do you think that some of these large companies are going to look to maybe downsize since they've been forced to send people home and figure out new technology and new ways to work and, you know, outsourcing certain things. I mean, do you think you're going to see a lot of people taking downsizing their large spaces or? You're definitely going to see some, like for example, here in Chicago, Groupon just put half of their spaces at a building called 600 West Chicago on the sublease market. So you're going to see some people immediately react and try to recoup some savings there. And I think a lot of people probably got the PPP loans that are helping them pay rent for a couple months anyway, um, while they plan through it. But I think a lot of people will actually redo their space. And with the social distancing, while you might have less people in it, you're going to have a lot less densities. Gensler's even created a technology solution where you essentially, they're using an algorithm to tell you how to reuse your space and how many people you can now fit on a floor. So it's really cool to see the tools that are coming out of it and the amazing strategic thinking and planning. What Everybody has safety in mind and I think it will change office space, It'll, but I don't think the 60 year trend we've seen of companies coming to downtown places because that's where they can access the most talent is going to change. And so the space might shift. You're going to have different kind of space that requires a lot less density. Yeah. Foreseeable future. I don't, I think it's like 9-11 and travel, which you alluded to, which is it changed the way we travel. This is going to change the way we commute work together and that sort of thing. I, I, I believe that. And from some of the 
companies and you know business owners that I've talked to, they've found ways to utilize less space. But then you got people like my father who are, you know, he's in the logistics business, so they ship freight all across the US and whatnot. And I mean their business is exploding, you know, because amazing. Logistics everybody's yeah. And so his business is doing real, real well. So, you know, they could actually use more space, but they're figuring out, you know, his business, their business, they've, you know, they've, they've been around a long time, but they're figuring out how to, you know, get their people to work from home and, and situate that. But no, I think it's very, very interesting. And, you know, um, that's great that we're snagging another Chicago business, uh, down here. We love that. Um, but you know, we do have public transportation down here. I, I wouldn't advise it, but we do have it. Um, but it's just not, it's not as necessary down here. Oh, and, it's you just know, a different way to live and be, but, um, yeah. you know, in Chicago, a lot of people use the public transportation and I think that there's probably going to be a lot of attention put on it from the governor here yeah. and there in terms of how to sanitize those. You're seeing it even in New York city, but it doesn't change the fact that you just have a lot of people in a small amount of space. So. Another thing we've seen, which is interesting, um, is some tenants are interested in going to class A space because they feel like it's got, you know, better air filtration systems and those landlords are going to have the funds to create frictionless entry and provide PPE and do, you know, electrostatic cleaning on top of everything else. You know, it's just, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's like we're now in the healthcare field. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you can go to the class A space or you can go to like a C minus space that still has asbestos and whatnot that will also possibly kill germs. I don't know. It may affect you and it may affect you in other routes, but we just closed a building out here in Dallas that was built in the sixties and man, it was, it was loaded with anything and everything bad inside of it. And so, but they're getting it and revamping it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping that it wasn't going to be like, go to your asbestos building to fight. No, 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 I wouldn't. No, no, no. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying that I guess maybe it could be an option. Who knows? But you know, those are those buildings, especially out here starting to, you know, they're converting so many of those to newer, nicer stuff or to hotels, which I think a lot of that's on hold. But, uh, so, you know, on the investment sales side, which is what me and my guys work on and, and so many others across the industry y'all are starting the, investment sale platform, what can, uh, what can we look forward to uh, on that as we look to put our stuff out there more and more to capture more investors and agents across the U.S. Uh, to capture that audience to bring them to look at our investments? What, what can we look forward to on that uh, as y'all implement that onto the Coyo platform? Well, we're super excited about two new offerings that we're providing in the next couple of months. One is the for sale um, opportunity for people like you to put up and showcase the properties that you have available to investors. And the beauty of it is we can even include 3D, 360 degree virtual tours. We could do drones, oh, nice. we can do a lot of things to enhance it. So people can, you know, select your building from afar. And um, we're also adding what we're calling the broker app. And it essentially allows you to showcase yourself and your team and tell people a little bit about who you are so they know that you're credible and the kind of transactions you've done and really just a little bit about you. And then the tenant rep brokers will have the opportunity to do the same thing. So being that both my co-founder and I are longtime brokers from mostly tenant rep, but we've both done listing and development work and a number of other things, we just really are excited to get the whole community using the platform. 
That's very interesting. No, and we look forward to uh, putting our stuff on there here pretty soon. So what, um, what, uh, when, when is y'all stay at home order uh, over out there? Um, it's currently at the end of this month. Is it? Okay. So well, like you, reopen plan. I don't believe the mayor has. I think the governor has put one out. Yeah. They've started to reopen out here. And so that's why we're actually at the office right now. And so uh, it's starting to get better and better. And I tell you, I'm getting calls, Sheila, from people in Chicago, in New York, in Washington, in California, investors out there that want to buy out here because they see that we're starting to get unlocked and they believe in the Texas economy. And, and so that's uh, very, very good and exciting for us is um, we're getting more and more people uh, to look. And I think that it's going to produce a very good third and fourth quarter, but how are y'all, how are y'all handling the uh, coronavirus out there? You know, it's a little easier for me. I live on seven and a half acres. So I have a little wow. more walk. I have a little more walking around room, but you can only walk around that place so many times. Yeah. Uh, but what are y'all, what are y'all, what are y'all doing out there? Have y'all had your, uh, fair share of frozen chicken or? Oh my gosh. Well, I live in an area of the city called Lakeview. So you could walk to Wrigley Field from my house, but we are fortunate in that we have a Whole Foods a couple blocks away at Target. Um, a lot of carry out, which is helpful for me since my kids tell me I'm not a very good cook. Um, so that part's been okay. You know, we are in a city house so it's very vertical and you have you know a lot of people trying to use the internet at the same time and homeschooling and two working parents so it's a little bit much and we're ready to go back to the real world for sure i tell you i have never been more excited in my life to go to chili's and get a margarita right. than i was the other day it was it was probably the greatest experience I've had in a long time just to see their smiling faces and have somebody else make something, you know, and I've been making them in the restaurant and enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, they, you, they can only operate at 25% capacity okay. right now. Um, but yeah, you can go in there and they sit people kind of farther away from each other too. And so, but you know, one thing I did see uh, driving by a restaurant is since they're only letting 25% in, there's like a crowd out front of people just hanging out waiting for them to be able to go in there. So, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was very interesting and fun, but we've been handling it well here. Um, you know, a lot of the staff's been home. Our company's done a great job of uh, supplying us with everything that we need. And you know, we've made a lot of good connections and, you know, I know this because I went through the down cycle and, and I'm sure you probably know this too. Um, now is the time to really make an impact and get out there and, you know, connect with as many people as possible. And that's what me and my guys have been doing is setting up a lot of people who, you know, are going to want to sell at some point this year and just getting ready for it. And so making as many connections and, and getting out there as much as possible um, is, has been key for us. And so I'm sure that's probably been very similar to you as well and what y'all are doing. Absolutely. It's been a great time. I think companies that take advantage of this to really increase their social media presence and reach out to more contacts and even have phone conversations with your clients or your prospects makes all the sense in the world because people have a lot more time. They're not traveling from city to city and, and going to fun events and, you know, they're excited to hear from you. Oh yeah. And you wouldn't believe how many 
owners and whatnot that I've talked to that they say, we haven't heard from our agent in, you know, over a month, over 45 days, they tell us nobody's, nobody's working, nobody's doing anything. And, you know, the big thing that we hear a lot is, you know, people telling owners or whatnot that you can't get a loan right now, which that is just simply not true. We just closed out another project, got a loan. You got to get creative, you know, just like back in 2009 when, when the banks locked up, the biggest problem that we had at that time was lending, but you got to get creative and find the right people. And so, you know, uh, that just goes back to, uh, you know, the agents in the industry and, and being, you know, uh, the value of representation, uh, I think really shines at this point and, and aligning yourself with, you know, platforms and companies, you know, like y'all to help push stuff to the next level. And so, um, that's kind of my thought. And as we move forward, I think every week out here, I can tell you, I believe every week moving forward, it's going to get better and better out here. Yes. Um, until y'all stay at home order, it, you know, it will probably just kind of be flatlined, I'm guessing. But once it reopens, I can tell you, I mean, the just excitement, buzz, everything's just uh, very, very excited. And, you know, every day I, that I've come to work, more and more people have been in the parking lot, more cars, more people coming. And hopefully that'll help the Amazon crisis that we have because we cannot get next day packages right now, which is not good. I'm so spoiled. We want uh, I, I got a, um, I'm a, I like uh, old karate movies. And so I'm big like Jean-Claude Van Damme, a Steven Seagal fan. And I just now got a Jean-Claude Van Damme DVD that I ordered like a week and a half ago, which I used to get it the next day. So not really happy. Those are hey, my problems. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a good problem to have. But hey, I, I do appreciate you coming on. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and I look forward to utilizing y'all's platform. And, and I know we've uh, told several owners who are looking to expand um, their online presence to leasing. Um, you know, we've said, hey, the more places you can put it, the better. And, you know, that's just really how it works. And especially in the commercial real estate industry, there's not a lot of options. And there's not a lot of, you know, good options. And, you know, there's been people that have kind of come up and, and fallen and really don't tailor to how it should be done or are too broad. And so um, that's really what I, what I like about y'all's side is it's very straightforward. It's this product, this product, this product, and it's just not scattered brained on taking anything and everything. You know, one thing I was going to ask you, I was at a building and this was pre coronavirus, obviously I was at a building and they had the uh, 3d goggles that you could put on and walk through a space that was built out. Have you seen that yet? Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. Um, we're essentially doing 3d, you know, walk through virtual videos as well, but you just don't have to wear the goggles. They're uh, well, I, they had them, and so you could turn and look into each office. But I'm sure y'all had that technology. It was like Chicago's got technology before Texas for some reason. So um, I think they used that at a health club. They got me to join before it was built, like th two and a half years ago. <laughs> what did you have, like fake weights in your hands or something? They just like put you in the 3D goggles, and you go into the pool, and then you went to their hotel, and then you went to the. You know, before I knew it, I was sold for sure. Look at that. Bring me up. Well, they <laughs> 
when they put the goggles on me, I thought you actually walked forward, but he didn't give me the joystick to move forward. And so, uh, but yeah, no, Hey, really appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, uh, if you want to say anything else, where, where's, uh, what's the website domain? Give us that real quick. It's coeospace.com, C-O-E-O. And coeo is Latin for to join or to come together. So it's coeospace.com. I like that. That's, I always wanted a uh, logo like that. Well, hey, Sheila, I really appreciate you coming on today. Thanks, Cody. It was a pleasure.